Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hey, what's up? It's a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene coming at you from the campus of the University of Florida. Our terrific studios here as Daniel is our producer today. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for making time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports. If all goes according to Hoyle today, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will talk a little college football with you. Dan Mullen will talk some college football with you. Uh, anxious to get his thoughts when he was with Tim Tebow when he got inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame the other night. And uh, my buddy Mike DiRocco, who covers the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com, will join us. The Jags suddenly look pretty vulnerable uh, after uh, – last couple of games. How about last night, right? How about Tommy DeVito? Who in the world is he? But he was good last night, and two the the favorites got upset on Monday Night Football last night. Dolphins lose to Tennessee. Tennessee 14 points down and came back to win that game. Says a lot about them. You know, what were they, 4-8 and eight before that? So give them credit. Will Levis is there, and uh, the Packers had a chance to really solidify a possible playoff spot, and they lose to the New York football giants. That, let me just tell you, if you listened the other day to Herm Edwards, that the NFL is absolutely loving this, loving it. Why? Because so many teams at this juncture of the year are still alive in the playoffs. You see how many teams are seven and six? There's a ton of them. And the NFL loves that. Parody. That's what leagues like because it keeps fan bases, it keeps uh, organizations, it keeps those people engaged, hope. They go to games, they buy merchandise, all of that stuff. Okay. Let me ask this today. I was <clears throat> having a debate with somebody about this. If Deion Sanders was coaching at Florida, would he be successful? Let me know what you think. I don't know that he'd be any more successful than Billy Napier is. Look what happened at Colorado the first year. Now, again, first year versus second year. I get it, right? But that's why you judge somebody over the course of a season, not the first three games or five games. It's a season. And, you know, when I say successful, put that in quotes, right? I mean, would, would Dion have done as well as Billy Napier? Perhaps. Maybe a little better. But would he have been elite? No. If you think differently, tell me why. Um, it's official now. You know, some of the uh, quarterbacks – uh, Riley Leonard of Duke going to Notre Dame. That's pretty good. Um, and you're starting to see opt-outs now, right? Drake May declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, Hartman for Notre Dame opting out of the Sun Bowl. Uh, Florida makes it official with their defensive backs hire. I love this hire. I love this hire. Now, remember, you had a guy in here who was coaching that position, who was very well regarded. It isn't like he had a ham and egger in here, right? 
it didn't work out. So there's no guarantee this is going to work out either, but he's got a track record of where he's been, where the guys he coaches and the place he coaches, defense, gets better with his tutelage. And, of course, the Gators get a commit, a Juco kid. So, you know, you you got to take victories here where you can get them. And those are wins, I think, in most people's thought process. I, I, I would think so. If you, if you don't think so, let me know. Um, and then I want to know this. Is there anybody out there who has just totally given up on this coach? And if so, why? I guess, you know, it's funny. When I was younger, I could measure the patience I had in a thimble. Right now, right now, right now. The older I've gotten, I, I, I hope I've gotten more patient. I think my kids would say that to their, about their dad. And I do think there is less patience in the world now than there used to be. It's interesting. I did this today. Go back. This is exactly why the playoff is expanding. Go back and look at the number of teams that have been in the playoff. Ain't a lot of them. Not a lot of them. And it's dominated by just a handful of schools. I'm not saying they won. I'm saying they got in it. It was hard. It was hard getting in it. What TCU did, pretty amazing. So it now expands, and we'll see what happens from here. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Mark, I was thinking yesterday about an adjective I would use to describe Billy Napier after his two years at Florida. For me, it's slow. Slow to make moves in the portal, slow to replace fired coaches, slow to get plays called into the quarterback, slow when speaking to the media, slow when making in game decisions that lead to wasting valuable timeouts. It rarely feels he's one step ahead of the competition. Well, I can, I can think of one here, Mark, where he is uh, in terms of this recruiting class. He's ahead of a lot of schools, and he got out to a pretty fast start in terms of the recruiting class. Now, will it hold? You know, we don't know till signing day in a few days, but you get where I'm going. So that's one area I would say he's not slow in. Now, you're going to come back at me and say, well, half his first class is gone. That's not unusual. That's not unusual. So, again, I think that's one place he is. But, yeah, let me ask this question. Was Bear Bryant a fast talker? You could even understand Bear Bryant. Well, he won a few games. So, when you start talking about, you know, engaging press conferences and if they talk slow, no offense, Mark, but you're looking for something. You're looking for something. Because if he was in the football playoff right now, would you give a damn if he talked slow? You wouldn't. 
Now, the other things you mentioned about getting plays called in and those kind of things, yes, those have got to be fixed. Those have got to change, no doubt about it. But, again, when you start talking about, you know, he's boring in a press conference, he is. He is, he is boring. But, you know, I know lots of coaches that are great at the press conference don't win football games. The bottom line is, if you win, just about everything is forgiven. Steven says, what are your thoughts about Otani and deferring all that money? Sounds shaky to me. If you're the Dodgers, you're just going, thank you, Shohei. Thank you. Thank you. Because that helps the Dodgers out, certainly, by acquiring more talent. And Otani wants more than anything else to be in the postseason. And the Dodgers haven't been out of the postseason in a long time. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. I tell you, Steve, man, last night watching the Dolphins game, I, I don't know what happened to Tua, man, but uh, Steve, just a shot to uh, 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 the quarterback, Will, from uh, Kentucky. And if people think that those those guys are passionate, <laughs> I tell you what, Steve, if you can get a replay of what that guy was looking like on the sideline, it made me just be happy for him. Those guys play their hearts out, man. The, the NFL is on fire, Steve. And, and just shout out to those guys that's playing. And Green, you know, the Green Bay, the Giants, man, the fans and all, man. So I just say, you know, that, and Steve, you, I, I, I really was saying go Gators to the basketball team. You know, I, I, I just, you know, I ain't going to jinx them and try to say what I always say, but uh, shout out to the Gator basketball team, and thanks for your show, Steve. All right. Go Gators! Thank you, Byron. Appreciate it. Uh, twelve twelve time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We're going to bring in our first guest, Mac Chat, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus. Talk a little college football. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Anchor in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM. W-R-U-F. I want to tell you about the best financial institution for Florida health care workers and their families to save money now and in the future. That place, place I've done my banking for over 30 years, FICARE Federal Credit Union. You can start a new money 12-month CD with a 5.35% annual percentage yield with a $10,000 minimum deposit. Or start a checking account that pays 5% annual percentage yield. And you can get You Choose rewards with both debit card and low fixed rate platinum Visa cards as well. That's all from FICARE Federal Credit Union. You can find them online, FICAREFCU.org, FICAREFCU.org. Florida health care workers, this is the place for you to bank, FICARE Federal Credit Union. Seatbelts are your first line of defense on the road, but they only save lives when worn and worn correctly. In Florida, it's the law. All drivers, all front seat passengers, and all passengers under 18 must fasten their seatbelts. So during those long holiday trips, everyone in the vehicle must remain safely buckled at all times. From highway to holiday, arrive alive this season. For more tips, visit flhsmv.gov holiday. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. 
It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Listen to what Dave Ryan says about Andro 400. Andro 400, I really love it. It's amazing to me that uh, I feel so good. I've lost 50 pounds. I was a size 38 waist. I've gone down to a 32 waist. My mood has changed. I, I don't get stressed out. It gave me so much more energy. Energy to, to walk. Energy to to play sports. Everything is starting to work again. Just like I'm 25. My wife is happy. I'm so happy. I'm just a completely different man. I'm taking this stuff to the grave with me. Men, have you lost energy and gained belly fat? Are you feeling stressed out? Fight back with Andro 400, the safe, natural, and inexpensive way to increase your testosterone. For over a decade, Andro 400 has helped men lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel 20 years younger. Go to andro400.com. Andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435. Tina, I need your help. Gym is just so hard to shop for. This happens every holiday season. Shopping for Rick used to be tough until he told me about Electronics World. Electronics World? Yep, that's where I go to find everything that Rick wants. All the smart electronics to make our life simple we got at EW. Smart electronics? Yes, everything from big screens to home theater, whole home sound to custom shades, our surveillance system and more. With one app to control and monitor it all. To find out more, visit electronicsworld.net. Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here for my friends at Quality Plumbing, helping to wish you a joyous Christmas season. And with a new year almost here, we hope you and your family have a lot to celebrate. The Quality Plumbing family is looking forward to celebrating 40 years in business in 2024, four decades, serving the Gator Nation with reliable, friendly, and expert service. Take it from me and trust the pros at Quality Plumbing. For 40 years, their name really does say it all. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. Touchdown! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. I think I've said this before, the guy that's in that band, Steelers Wheel, Jerry Rafferty, is the same guy that uh, had a terrific solo album about uh, six years later with several hits on it, Baker Street among them. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Going to talk college football one last time before we say uh, hello to the holidays. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, who covers college football, joins us now. Max, I want to talk a little global here 
Uh, start with some of the quarterbacks in the transfer portal. We're starting to see some of these guys get new homes now. N- not much of this has been a surprise. Has there been any surprises for you? Uh, no, uh, thanks for having me on again, Steve. But no, I think this has been a, uh, you know, we, we typically see a lot of transfer quarterbacks. Obviously, these guys are trying to look for opportunities immediately. I mean, if you look at back at the last seven Heisman Trophy winners, five of them uh, were quarterbacks who transferred. Uh, so five of the last six quarterbacks who won the Heisman Trophy ended up transferring at least once. Uh, and obviously, Jay and Daniels joined that group uh, just a couple of days ago, obviously coming from Arizona State to LSU. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the portal right now, and obviously Dylan Gabriel, probably the top guy in my opinion. He committed to Oregon already just this morning. Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback, he committed to Notre Dame. Uh, so we've gotten a few commitments already, but yeah, there, there have been a couple of surprises. I would say maybe Kyle McCord kind of getting forced out of Ohio State was a little bit of a surprise to me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're always going to have a really good transfer portal quarterback class, it seems like, because these guys are looking for their best opportunities possible. All right, let's look uh, big picture here because the SEC football schedule gets a reveal here uh, tomorrow. So a lot of people, you know, we've heard in the past Texas is back, but then they take sort of a step back. This time when people say Texas is back, I tend to believe that more now as they go to the SEC. What say you? Yeah, I think they definitely could be back. You know, I think this is a program that does not lack in resources. I still think, you know, if if every job in college football opened up, every head coaching job, Texas is still probably one of the three to five most desirable in the country probably with the deep pockets that are in Austin, Texas, honestly. So I think it's a program that has a lot of resources, and they're using it really wisely now. They see Sarkeesian is doing a really good job. Um, especially Quinn Ewers, there's been rumors that Quinn Ewers, their star quarterback, will actually return next year and not declare for the draft. So if he returns, I mean, this team should still be a playoff contender, especially in a 12-team playoff next year, too. So, yeah, I think Texas is here to stay for uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, I went back and did a little research because Florida next year plays Miami and also plays UCF. Uh, Houston, BYU, UCF, and Cincinnati – all went to the Big 12. They were combined 18 and 30. Now, that's not particularly unusual going from group of five to a power five league, but does any of that concern you in terms of what they might do in the future? Uh, no, I don't. I, you know, I, I think these are, those are four programs that have had success before. Obviously, UCF with their undefeated seasons not too long ago. Uh, Cincinnati made the playoffs just a few years ago, too. I think these are programs that are kind of going through uh, different phases right now. You know, Cincinnati lost their head coach, Luke Fickle. They're kind of getting through that. Um, And like you said, it it is a difficult transition going from group of five to a power five conference. So um, I I still think all four of those teams, all four of those programs are kind of, you know, slowly moving in the right direction. Um, So I think they could be competing for bowl games. Now, will they go for 13 seasons again like they used to be doing? Probably not, but – I still think these are programs that could probably win, you know, eight, nine games eventually in the Big 12, uh, even though they struggled this year. How vulnerable is Michigan when playing Alabama? I think it's, they're pretty vulnerable. I, I picked Michigan to win it all before the season, so I think I have to stick with that pick <laughs> yeah. uh, that I had. But honestly, Steve, you look at this matchup, I, I'm a little nervous for this Michigan offense, man. I, their receivers – um, or kind of one of their issues on their team. They were struggling to separate in that Iowa game. Alabama has the best secondary in college football. So 
I'm worried about that. Uh, I think Alabama's front seven is really good as well. Um, I think Jalen Moreau is a dual-threat quarterback can challenge Michigan's defense. I, I think this is going to be a really defensive game, and I think if Michigan uh, is going to pull this out, they need their defense to really have a great game. So um, I, I'm a little worried. I think the matchups kind of favor Alabama. I still might pick Michigan, like I said, just because I picked them before the season, but uh, I do think the matchups uh, in this game kind of favor the Crimson Tide a little bit. Max Chadwick joining us, Pro Football Focus, talking some college football before we hit our holiday break here. Uh, I'm going to throw a really big wrench at you because I didn't, I didn't text you to tell you this was coming. But, and I've not done this. Some of the bowl games, other than the big shot bowl games, are we going to see more opt-outs now? And, you know, it used to be back in the day, if you went to a big-time bowl game, Max, for a program, you know, that was a tip of the cap. But now if you're not in the playoff, it's almost like, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if it's the Cotton Bowl and it's not one of the, well, forget it. Are we going to see more of that? I, I, I unfortunately think so. Now, I do think one thing that will really help this is that the, the playoff is expanding to right. 12 teams next year. So right. what that means, every New Year's Six Bowl game is now a playoff game starting next year. So that'll be good. So at least the, the huge bowl games that we see, the New Year's Six Bowl games, we won't see opt-outs in those games, or at least we shouldn't see opt-outs in those games because they, those are playoff games. Those are teams that are competing for a national championship. But, yeah, in, in terms of the other bowl games, I mean, you saw Drake May opted out yesterday. Uh, Laiatu Latu, UCLA's top edge defender, he opted out as well. A ton of guys are opting out of, of the non-New Year's Six Bowl games. And, you know, it's hard it, It's hard for me to really get angry at them for that because if you remember Jalen Smith, who played in the Fiesta Bowl uh, way back in 2016 or something like that, he was the top linebacker, going to be a top five pick in the draft. He suffered a devastating knee injury in that bowl game, uh, and that dropped him from a top five pick to a second-round pick, lost tens of millions of dollars because of it, uh, and it kind of affected him for the rest of his career as well. So um, I think a lot of players saw that and were kind of scared off by that. Um, so I don't blame any player for opting out of it. Obviously, I'd love to see all the best players play in these bowl games, but I mean, if it's not for a national championship or at least a spot in the national championship, uh, it's really hard to tell these kids, hey, you, you need to be playing in these bowl games. Uh, is there a coaching hire as a head coach that you like? Yeah, a lot of them, honestly. I, I think, you know, there hasn't really been one that I've really hated yet. Uh, I think one that really stands out is Jonathan Smith uh, to Michigan State. He was a terrific culture builder at Oregon State. Michigan State, obviously, with all the stuff going on there this offseason, uh, they, they kind of need that. So I think that's really good. Uh, the Mike Elko to Texas A&M makes a lot of sense uh, in terms of him just being a guy that's familiar with the program. Also another guy who's just a really good football coach. They needed that in that program as well. So um, this is really – I can't really think of, of, of one hire that I really disliked. I mean, even initially I, I didn't love my alma mater, Syracuse's hire, Fran Brown, but he's kind of proven me wrong right now. I mean, he's killing it on the recruiting trail for Syracuse. Uh, and I can tell you right now, Syracuse is not a very easy place to recruit to as uh, someone who lived there for four years. So uh, he's killing it right now. I, I truly see if I don't, I haven't seen a hire yet that I really have disliked yet. I, I'm glad you mentioned Mike Elko because I want to end with that. It's a very intriguing hire, and we know the money and the resources that A&M has. Jimbo mm -hmm. Fisher was a big splash, had won a national championship, didn't cut it. Do you think Elko will cut it? I think he can cut it. Yeah, I do. I, I think what he needs to do is exactly what Jimbo did in terms of NIL and use that to your advantage. I mean, Texas A&M a couple years ago brought in literally the greatest recruiting class we've ever seen. 
uh, beating out Alabama's classes, Georgia's classes, whatever. They had eight of the top 25 high school recruits committed to them in that 2022 class. Uh, now, it obviously didn't work out too well because I don't think Texas A&M executed at a very high level under Jimbo Fisher, even though talent-wise, I mean, I'll argue right now, Texas A&M talent-wise had one of the top five teams in the country uh, in terms of how talented their roster was. They just didn't execute at a, at a good enough level. Um, but I think now with Mike Elko, if you look at that Duke team, that Duke team talent-wise was not very good, and yet they were still rattling off eight, nine, ten-win seasons under Mike Elko, even though they were four and eight uh, before he got there. So um, I, I think if he can execute with a really ridiculous amount of talent, yeah, absolutely. I think Texas A&M is a sleeping giant uh, in the SEC, and if Mike Elko can utilize the NIL and transfer portal to his advantage, uh, I, I absolutely think Texas A&M could be a contender in the SEC. As always, where can people see your work? Yeah, you can find it uh, at pff.com for all our uh, transfer portal coverage that we're doing right now. And then also, uh, I host a show called Preferred Walk-On. You can find on YouTube and anywhere you get podcasts as well. Have a great holiday, uh, Max. And after the first of the year, we'll get back and we'll kind of look at some of these games and see where the portal goes and all that, signing day. So we'll have a lot to talk about, but have a great holiday. And thanks for being on all year. Absolutely, Steve. Happy holidays to you as well. Thank you. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, 1227. Tie check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Dan Mullen joins us next, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Save big every day during Lowe's 25 Days of Deals. Right now, get these can't-miss deals on appliances. Get up to 30% off, plus save up to an extra $750 on select major appliances. And with Lowe's Pay, you can buy now and pay later to get instant payment options for online purchases. Shop these savings, because Lowe's knows deals every day. Valve to twelve thirteen. Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Exclusions apply. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Subject to credit approval. Ready to change your phone service? You gotta check out Boost Infinite Wireless at BoostInfinite.com. You get their low-priced service and a brand new iPhone every year. And Boost Infinite's new technology gives you three networks for the price of one. So you get the best quality calls and data anywhere you are. No one can do that except Boost. Switch today at BoostInfinite.com or call 855-55-BOOST. See BoostInfinite.com for terms and conditions. Boost. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. 
The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, a mixture of sun and clouds, highs in the mid-60s with the northeast breeze developing and gusting to about 15 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, lows chilly, not as cold though as this morning. We'll get to the low 50s and upper 40s. Tomorrow afternoon, mostly cloudy skies, gusty with winds to about 20 miles an hour, highs near 70. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. It's a bird! It's a plane! The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! I just can't imagine the agent for Shohei Otani that you get to the point where the Dodgers say, what's it going to take? And you throw out something that begins with a seven, not like 682, 650, 700 million dollars. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at nine right here on WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Next hour, Mike DeRocco is going to join us to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. He covers the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com. Speaking of ESPN, you see him talking college football on ESPN. <clears throat> Dan Mullen now joins us. Dan, welcome. Uh, I want to talk about first uh, being with Tim Tebow, inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame. That must have been a pretty cool thing. It was really fun. It's uh, obviously a great event in the College Football Hall of Fame. It's such a special deal with the National Football Foundation. <clears throat> Uh, banquet that they do every year, um, you know, in such a great honor. I don't know if there's a player more deserving uh, than, than Tim and the college career that he had was so special. When you were coaching him, when did you know, Dan, he was pretty special? Uh, you know, you, you just learned early on his work ethic of, of what he had and his desire to be great. Obviously, you know, I mean, he had a lot of improving to do and throwing the football, learning the, and learning the game coming from high school, came from a good high school program, but just taking the steps that he had. But, you know, you knew his competitive drive um, was unbelievable and, and really, you know, had an ability to push himself to limits that very, very few people um, have. And that, that mental toughness uh, is what made him so special. I, I want to ask about, that when you were coaching here, because you were, it was just starting with the portal and opting out and things of that nature. How difficult is it now, Dan, for a coach to have to get high school recruits, 
look in the portal and protect your own roster as well. That that cannot be easy. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, I think it's just it's a very different world right now in, in college football, and it's evolved over the last two to three years. And you know, you look at the transfer portal. I think eventually it'll settle down. I think I think you know one of the things that gives a coach. Uh, the opportunity, right or wrong, to come in and turn over the roster immediately, you know, and, and, and create and, and make the team their own right from day one. And you look at like a Deion Sanders last year, came in and completely overhauled the roster um, right from day one. And uh, for some people it works, some it doesn't. Uh, but I do, I think it is uh, a, a very different uh, world than what we're used to. And I think one of the harder things that you look at in, in today's college football world is that relationship. You know, when you go out and you go out and recruiting and you go and you build a relationship with with a young man and their families, um, you know, and you look and you see the success they have and the, the future that they're going to have in front of them, uh, you know, and then you see them grow and develop throughout the years and then move on to have success. And maybe it's in the NFL or maybe it's in personal life or business life or, or however it is. Um uh, you know, I think it's it's a lot more uh, maybe kind of, you know, a, if you will, a pro mentality right now where, you know, players kind of come in and like, hey, I'm here and what are you going to pay me? And if not, I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. How big a year coming up is it going to be for Billy Napier in his tenure here? Well, I think it's huge. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that Florida has to look at is, you know, they – Florida was behind in, in so many years, um, facility wise and speaking and other and going against and comparing them themselves to all the programs that they uh, are expected to face and compete against. And I think finally now, uh, I think the facility this is their first full year to be able to recruit with a football facility where you know, when guys come on campus, they can look and say, oh, you do have things similar to other schools. You're not like uh, 20, 30 years behind other programs. And, um, you know, so I think part of the, the, the deal, and I do think coaches, I do think, you know, a lot of people get a little quick triggered in college football. And I think they look at, around the world of college athletics and say, hey, this team's having instant success. This team's having instant success, um, you know, in, in getting to the playoffs and, and or winning seasons and doing things. But really, when you look at the teams um, that are playing, most of them that, that have had success over recent years, they've had stability. And I think that's one thing um, that, that Florida could use. And, and obviously, and for Coach Napier, you know, winning winning solves everything. You know what I mean? Winning is is fixes all kinds of issues and problems. And I think that's something that they need to do is just find a way to win football games, and that'll allow him to build the time to build the program and create stability over the long term to have success. Dan Mullen, our guest here, as of course you see him on ESPN talking and covering college football. I'm not suggesting Dan that when you coached Dak Prescott. It was the same as Milrow is at Alabama. But when you watch Milrow go from being benched and not being sure he was going to be the starting quarterback to where he is now, what do you see in that in, in his development? Well, you know, similar. He's probably more like Tim Tebow than than a Dak Prescott, yes. you know, and just his run his running ability, but uh of guys that I've had. Um, maybe even more Nick Fitzgerald-ish almost, to be honest wow, with you, okay. uh, that I had, I had a Mississippi State, just because he's such a great runner. Uh, but one of the things you've seen is, is his growth, his development as a passer. 
uh, throughout the year and the mental toughness. I think that's one of the big things for him. You know, he came in and obviously uh, coming in with a new offensive coordinator this year. And the, as the season starts off, they're trying to find their footing and a, and a great coaching job really by, by Nick Saban to kind of pull everybody in and saying, Hey, uh, Tommy Reese, our new offensive coordinator, I know your system you've run and this is what you've done in the past. But honestly, let's really look and build around the strengths of our players and let's build around what Jalen Melrose does well because uh, he gives us the best chance to win. And I think that's one of the things that you've seen from them is him doing that. And, and all of a sudden, Jalen Melrose, who went from a guy that was benched, lacking confidence, to all of a sudden everybody in the locker room. I think the players probably on the inside knew this is going to work out if we do what he does well and play to his strengths. And so I think that is something uh, that uh, the team you've seen built around. And then you see players like the development. It's not just Jalen Milrose growth and development. You see, you know, Jermaine Burton step up, Isaiah Bond, uh, who I know very, very well, you know, has just become an absolute dominating playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and you've seen that growth of the receivers around him as well. Uh, let's talk about the the matchup here. Uh, how how vulnerable do you think Michigan is against Alabama, if vulnerable at all? Uh, oh, obviously, when you get down to these last four games, obviously it's it's anything goes. Okay. You know, I mean, I think it's <laughs> yeah. it's all, it's all even on these teams. Uh, you know, and, and the, the funny you know it's who's going to come out and be hot that day. Uh, you know, and I think the coaching. You look at some of the coaching that's going to go into this game of. How are they going to take away the strengths of the other teams? You know, how are you going to sit there and say, okay, listen, we're going to make Jalen Milrow stand in the pocket, beat us from from the pocket, and and limit their runability and see if he can be a drop back passer. I think both teams want to do. That. I think Alabama's going to load the box up and say, listen, Michigan, we're not going to let you run the ball. That is not going to happen. And so, go ahead. Let's see if if JJ McCarthy can stand in the pocket and make throws. Uh, and try to beat us. And I think that's one of the things that's going to be exciting. I think, And then you go to the other semifinal game, and I think it's the complete opposite because you have quarterbacks in that game that can stand in the pocket uh, and, and beat you, uh, throwing the football with unbelievable wide receivers on the outside. Last thing, you've been around the college game a long time. Um, the Pac-12 was so good. It's still hard for me to believe it's no more. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's just a shame, you know, and I think it is. It, and you know what is so funny is you look at the college football world uh, and how it changes. And, you know, obviously the TV and the money and, and all the, you know, the presidents of the university, I mean, they're, they're looking and saying, hey, we're getting all this money for the university. This is fantastic. Um, that TV and, and revenue dictates a lot of it. And unfortunately for the Pac-12, this was their year to negotiate, and they didn't wait around for that to happen because they had some negotiating power with an unbelievable season they just had. Um, but you see it breaking up, and and I, you know, I, Steve, you know me for a long time, and I'm, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I yep. love the history, and I love the, the pageantry and the traditions of college football. And so it is a shame to see a lot of that going by the wayside for the new era of college football. You know, of expand of basically, you know, playoffs and transfer portals and uh, national schedules um, to take place, and and I think you're going to lose some of the old traditions that were college football. Uh, I forgot to ask one quick thing: are are you in favor of what the SEC is going to do in getting rid of divisions? Yeah, I think I think it's it's um, it's harder. I think you've seen, and and especially you see in in the Big Ten uh, that. 
you know, the one division was superior to yes. the other. And what they're trying to do is, is find a way to get the best teams uh, and promote the best teams. And I think that's one thing um, that all the leagues are trying to do. And I think the SEC wants to kind of keep up with that. And so I think that's, I, you know, I, you, we'll, we'll find out if we like it down the road, but I think where they're at right now, it's probably the best idea. I think, you know, the harder one's going to be is what happens when there's three teams tied at the top at the end of the year because these conferences are so big, uh, it's going to be hard to separate them sometimes. Yeah, the tiebreakers will be really important in that. Dan, I appreciate you taking the time. Hope you and the family have a great holiday, and we'll get back at you after the first of the year. Thanks always for your time. Yeah, you too. Absolutely. Always. Have a great holiday. All right, Dan. Thank you. Dan Mullen uh, joining us here live on Sports Scene. Uh, okay, until Mike DiRocco joins us. Uh, by the way, do you know what is interesting to me? And I have, maybe somebody knows the answer to this. Kentucky, right? Kentucky does not win a lot of football games. Now, they're not bad. Let, let, let's, let's, let's look at them. Coach Stoops has done a really nice job, right? They're not the top-tier echelon of the league, anything like that. But they've done a pretty good job in the portal. Now, Devin Leary didn't work out. But when he came to Kentucky from NC State, that was a pretty big deal, right? Ray Davis came from Vanderbilt, he was a really good player for them. They just got a transfer running back from Ohio State. Kentucky. So when you start asking why it's more difficult to ascend the ladder where you're in a place like Florida's in, that's one of the reasons. Because schools like that who you used to go check for a win, can't do that anymore. And Kentucky also has another good quarterback coming in the portal. So now, again, on paper, you get a really nice quarterback and a really nice running back, and all of a sudden, you know, depending on what's around them, then you start playing Kentucky, and that's, that's no guarantee of a win. And I think that just drives Gator fans nuts. But, again, that's the reality of the situation. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Friends, you've heard me talk a lot uh, over these past few weeks and months about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, there's a lot of great charities here in the state. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch, in my opinion, is one of them, and it deserves support because they house at-risk young boys that come from difficult home environments, troubled homes. They help them get their lives back together, and they also work for it. They take your unwanted or unused vehicles, and they fix them, resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills because they do it all on their own. And remember, your donation is tax-deductible. So if you got a used vehicle around you don't want anymore, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch will gladly take it off your hands. 
To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Radiant Credit Union wants to remind you that you can get some extra jingle in your pocket by earning double dimes when you shop this holiday season. So every time we say jingle, we're going to drop in a... Just use your Radiant Visa credit card for purchases to jingle all the way through December 31st to earn. Visit RadiantCU.org slash jingle and get double dimes rolling your way. Man, this was fun. Jingle! Federally insured by NCUA. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Get free martial arts training at Okito America. Sign up for a 2024 martial arts class and get the rest of 2023 free. Empower your children and build their character at Okito America Martial Arts. Don't let your kids sit around doing nothing this holiday break. Start their martial arts journey now at either of Okito's two Gainesville locations or the newest Okito in Tech City, serving Alachua, High Springs, and North Gainesville. Learn more at okitoamerica.com. That's okitoamerica.com. In 2022, Floridians lost nearly $850 million to scams. The state also had the second highest number of online victims, with those 50 or older being the most targeted age group. The imposter scam is the most common scam in Florida. And to help fight this type of fraud, AARP Florida offers these tips. First, be skeptical of anyone who suddenly contacts you and wants to chat and never share personal information over the phone or by email if you didn't initiate the contact. It's also a scam when someone whom you haven't met in person asks you to send them money. That's why you should be vigilant when it comes to anyone who comes on strong or appears overly eager to establish a friendship. To get help, call AARP's Fraud Watch Network at 1-877-908-3360. And to learn more about fraud in Florida, visit aarp.org slash flfraud. Some might call me obsessed, but if you shop for holiday gifts at Kohl's, you get it. With their friends and family sale, I got 25% off already great deals, like 40% off comfy tech gear activewear. Then I saved 30% on Lego building sets, 30% on Cozy Coolabura by Ugg Bedding, and earned Kohl's cash. So yeah, I think it's pretty obvious why I love Kohl's and why you'll love it too. Select styles. Lego and Colabera by Up. Coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. Offers end December 17th. See store or Colts.com for details. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver. Weekdays at 2. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Back in the day, I used to be the public information officer for county government, and I was also for a while the public information officer for Alachua County Fire Rescue. So when there was a you know an accident or whatever and media was on the scene, I got called out. I'm I'm putting out right now a warning 
to city of Gainesville, Alachua County, anybody involved in fire services, emergency services, because if this happens, if this happens, there will be complete chaos on the street. I was wondering if anybody was going to email about this because it's been reported that DJ Lagway will be visiting Texas A&M. And you knew this was coming. If you didn't, your head was in the sand. Mike Elko is a new coach, and he's a local kid, obviously. So now he's been as solid a commit to Florida as there is. But, you know, what's, what's the saying? Yeah, you're saying there's a chance? You're saying there's a chance? Well, obviously, if he visits, there's a chance. And believe me, they'll throw money at him. So we will see. But yeah, Tommy, that's uh, that's been reported, and we'll see if it actually happens. And Mike says, the system now lets student-athletes blackmail schools. In a regular business, you have protections with contracts that have clauses preventing you from going to a competitor for some length of time. Sometimes, yes. Programs spend an enormous amount of money on recruiting and training players. Those programs have no protection from players just taking the money and running. What you're missing in this equation, Mike, is that is it okay if they come to your school? If you're saying the whole system is bad, I got you. But this is the system. This is the system. Players not only sitting out bowl games, sitting out regular season games when they're cleared to play if the team isn't playing well. Many of the good things about college sports are lost. It's pure blackmail. Well, that may be true, and I keep saying this all the time. This is the world we are in, and you either accept it or don't and be a fan of something else because this is how it is. Good, bad, wrong, right, like it or not, how it is. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks. Um, my understanding is, is that the transfer rules might be changing next year uh, in that the SEC, if a player is at a certain SEC school, they can't necessarily transfer right away and play right away, that they have to sit out a year. Is, is that your understanding? There's it's going back it's possible with that, yes. But it's not, not nothing set in stone yet as no. far as the rules nope. going back to the way that they used to be where you had to sit out a year. Nope. Not, not that I'm aware of. I haven't seen that. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank All right. You. Thank you, Steve. Yep. I have not seen where it's been done. There is talk of that. Robert, welcome to the show. How you doing, Steve? Good, sir. All right. Uh, I wanted to go back in history. I happened to look back at the Gator basketball team back in the 76-77 season, and I didn't realize that we actually played Marquette that year here. And we gave them a pretty good game. It was 64-61. Uh, uh, do you remember that game? Uh, I do not. I was here. Uh, yeah. I was in college. Um, but I don't remember, and I, and I should remember that, because Al McGuire, I, I'm imagining, was still there. Yes, yes. That was his last season. And 
I know you talked about the Tennessee game that year. I went to that game too. Um, that's the game that you said the guy had the TV <laughs> on his head. Yeah, exactly. Yep, Bernie and Ernie. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what uh, where Tennessee was ranked that uh, that game, but they were ranked pretty high, and we, we defeated them. Yep. But uh, I was just wondering if that Marquette game was as close as the score indicated. It the final yep. was 64. I, I don't remember. Maybe I didn't go to that. I don't know, but I did go. And you know, for it's, <clears throat> I sound like an old dude. That's because I am an old dude. But Me too. <laughs> that said, it, it's well, like if I said to Daniel, "Man, Alligator Alley was pretty cool," he would look at me and go, yeah. "Like, what the hell are you talking about?" And I wouldn't blame him if he did, because they don't. There's no. Yeah. There's no context, right? That little bandbox place that you know when Florida wasn't particularly good in basketball, and yet when it filled up, fans were very close, very loud. It was a tough place to play when you know, Florida was going well. Unfortunately, they didn't go well a lot then. Yes, and the attendance for that game is uh, supposedly was 7,100. And if I remember right, Alligator Alley was like 6,000. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, they were – I remember that just out of the Raptors um, where Otis Boggs broadcast the game from. There was that overhang, and there were people in the overhang. I mean, it was packed. Right, yeah, I was just wondering. I, I can't recall that game either, but um, it seems like we, we played them pretty tough. And All right. Especially during their championship run. All right. Thank you. Appreciate okay, your call, Robert. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to ask you about your opinion on something. Years ago, uh, Washington had a, had a coach called George Allen, and the fans kept complaining, oh, he's trading our future away, but he won. Is that what's going to be happening with the coaches in college now, not looking to the future because the people here today may be gone next year in a portal? You need somebody who can really use the portal to win today. I think it's going to be Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, Tony, <laughs> and it's going to be the High Wire Act. Okay, yeah. you know, you know the dude with the wheel on on the, on the wire yeah. there, you know, the bicycle, and you know, that's what this is going to be, right. because you have to strike a balance, in my view, of high school recruiting versus, you know, and we're in high school slash player development, and going to the portal to plug holes, and I think the right. teams that do it that way are going to be the most successful. Alabama's gone in the portal, right? But most of their dudes are four- and five-star guys they develop. And I think that's been the winning formula most of the time, that you you develop the core of your players, you know, you keep the core of your program, and you fill in, you know, where you have needs. And look, and you can have a good wide receiver room, but if Marvin Harrison... Is on the is on the, the is in the transfer portal. Uh, guess what? You're going to go get him because yeah. right. he's who he is. Right. I guess I, I guess though that uh, there's uh, building a program for four or five years or three years coming. You got to look now at this. Point. Sure, you do. You and, and part of that is yeah. because of the fan expectation of and right. and we've seen teams like Missouri, right. Look at Drinkwitz. Right. There were people who wanted him gone, but 
Sure. He recruited pretty well at the high school level and then did a nice job in the portal. And their quarterback has really developed. I mean, they booed Brady Cook off the field there when that kid played with a bum shoulder and didn't tell anybody about it. And, you know, he when he came back from that, tough as nails. They recruited a local kid in Burden who's from St. Louis. He stayed home. They got a terrific kicker, obviously, that's going to graduate. And then they went to the transfer portal. And look what they did. And they get a kid from junior college that's the leading rusher in the SEC. So right. there you go. Right. Now, can they sustain yeah. that? That's the next thing. Yeah. And but but I can imagine it's easier for right now a Georgia or an Alabama who's been winning to sustain their players than somebody trying to build like we are right now. Sure it is, sure it is. Yeah. But you know, uh, history shows you no one That's stays right. on top forever, and right. you know now we'll see if this is the beginning of a descent in parentheses for Georgia. <laughs> Right, because they've been on top for so long, you know, will they come back to earth a little bit? You know, history says they're going to do that. Okay, they can still go to the national championship this year, and they'll just need to buy tickets. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate your call. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! Tis the season to eat everything on your plate, and that includes dessert. Stop into Thornbrook Chocolates anytime during the month of December and celebrate the holidays. New Year's resolutions aren't until next month, so live it up now with Thornbrook Chocolates in Thornbrook Village on Northwest 43rd Street. As we wrap up the year and usher in the next, it's a perfect time to reflect on what truly matters, the people we love the most. This year, resolve to keep them safer than ever with Simply Safe Home Security. I trust Simply Safe with my own home and man cave and recommend it to everyone I know. Save 20% on your new system with a fast protect plan by visiting simplysafedan.com. Simplysafedan.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of BF Goodrich tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Sunshine is abundant in the University City today. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Daniel Haviv, our producer. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for making time out of your busy day to join us. Hope you enjoyed Dan Mullen here in the first hour. Hope you enjoyed Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus. Hope you will enjoy ESPN's Mike DiRocco later in the hour, who will talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. In the meantime, phone lines are open for you. So is the email, 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. William says, I'll turn this around on you from something I said in the first hour. Do you believe Billy Napier will be here this time next year? And don't tell us time will tell. What does your gut tell you? Here's what my gut tells me, William. I cannot evaluate that until I see the roster he has. If, if they go out and get a lot of dudes in the portal that could help right away, well then probably, probably you win more games and probably you stick around. But if you don't do that, then you probably don't stick around. So I'm not avoiding the question. I can't answer it based on I don't know the makeup of the roster. Who's here? Who isn't? I mean, you can't keep losing players like ETN and Yuman Mielin and expect to compete unless you go to the portal and bring in others like them. Peyton says, with the Otani deal at $700 million, how long, as baseball hopefully grows, before we get the first billion-dollar contract, did you ever see that happening in any sport? Peyton, again, you know, sometimes I don't like to show my age. I can remember when $100,000 contracts in baseball was a big deal. Like you were getting paid top of the mountain. Now, there's a great quote from Babe Ruth. Now, Babe Ruth was was paid a lot of money in his day, and he requested a raise, and the Yankees wouldn't give it to him. And one of the arguing points was uh, that he was going to make more than the president made. And remember, that was in the Depression. And Babe Ruth said, well, I had a better year than the president. He did. Uh, Andrew says, have you seen the Dr. Pepper black hole transfer portal commercial? The commercials are funny, making fun of NIL, et cetera. Yeah, they are. Very well done by Dr. Pepper in that regard. Jim says, with regard to Napier, I'm with you. I don't care how slowly he speaks. However, the one time I've seen him in person, I would say he's not charismatic, dynamic, or engaging. Neither did I find him inspirational. I don't know what you're going to tell me. If he wins, we don't care about those things, except he's not winning. If the fans have that impression of him, is it possible his players have the same impression? Think what you want about Urban Meyer. When he walked in the room, you paid attention. That's the mark of a leader, a leader whose players will do anything for him. Um, I get your point, Jim, and I think there's you know, certainly different kinds uh, of leadership but I will say this, I've never heard a player say anything bad about Napier. 
even exiting the program. Now, if you can point to one, send it to me. I'm not saying it's never happened, but I can't recall it. So if he is preaching relationships, if he's preaching, you know, I've heard a lot of kids say he backs up what he says, all that kind of stuff. Now, does that make you a leader? Not necessarily. Does that make you a good play caller? Not necessarily. Does it make you a good decision maker? Not necessarily. But I will say that his players seem to like him and and play for him now. Again, it's about winning. It's about losing. And I think anybody who follows sports knows there's different ways to coach and get the job done. I mean, is Bill Belichick Mr. Personality? How'd you like to play for him? Right? Now, he had Tom Brady. I get that. But my point is, got a lot of these. Got a lot of rings. Different ways to do it. Uh, RJ says, he sees this floating around the Internet. It paints a dim view of Napier's tenure to date. If you've not seen this, I have several times. The um, comparison is made to... Uh, his tenure here compared to Spurrier, Zook, Meyer, Muschamp, McIlwain, and Mullen. People forget. Dan Mullen, 20 and 5. 20 and 5. He was as good as Steve Spurrier was. 20 and 5. All the other coaches were way above 500. The worst was Zucker at 16 and 9. McIlwain was 13 and 3 in the SEC his first two years. 13 and 3. Problem is it went pretty quick. And yeah, Napier's 11 and 14, uh, 6 and 10 in the league, 1 and 7 against the big rivals. It's not good. Let's be honest about it. It's not good. But a Missouri fan could have said the same thing about Eli Drinkwitz before this year. Look what happened. I'm not suggesting that's going to happen. I'm saying it can. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Um, Steve, a couple of weeks ago, I, I don't know if it was after the Florida State game or Missouri game, I called you on a Monday with you and Shane, and I told you guys, do you have any idea how much difficult Billy has made his job? by losing those five games in a row to end the season. And the difficulty came to, comes in this now, Steve, that right now Billy and his staff, they're just playing defense right now. Um, Lagway's coming this weekend to Gainesville. Yep. That's just going to be full-court defense. Um, Xavier Filsony, the five-star safety, God knows we need safeties. Um, he's probably has a foot in Austin right now. Um, and they're going to be going to go visit him. Again, defense. They're playing defense with the five-star defensive lineman. Whoa, let me stop you. I disagree. Uh-huh. If, you're going, <clears throat> if you're going to visit him, that's not defensive, that's offensive. No, not at all. How it do you... is defense. He's so then, what, then, then define what offense is then. If that's defense, offense what's is, offense? Yeah. What's offense? Offense is going out to get players that are not committed, going out to get 
flips to come to you, going out to hit the portal guys to come to you besides just a Juco edge rusher. Okay, that's all that they've gotten since the opening of the portal, since the end of the season. They've been on defense the whole time since the end of the season. So Sammy's been committed for almost a year now. And you're now diverting resources to go hold off Texas, hoping to hold off Texas. So you're okay if you lose a five-star guy? Oh, of course not. Well, then then you have to do that. You have to. It's not defense, Tony. It's offense because you're. If it was defense, you would just say, "Well, he's committed to us. I'm going to do exactly what you suggest and go. You know, look around the portal, or whatever. I already got him. I, I, that, so that's defense. The offense is somebody's trying to poach his butt. I got to go out there and visit him. That's not defensive. I disagree completely. That. And we could disagree. It's perfectly fine. But the whole point of it is that, you know, um, they're not bringing in the players right now since the opening of the portal. Deion Sanders that I thought, I I called you a couple of weeks ago mocking Deion that his program was falling apart. He just got the number one offensive tackle that you talked about one time. But he also got four to five offensive linemen from the portal. Now, we don't know how good these guys are going to be, but they were supposed to be ranked third fairly good in in the portal ranking um you know stuff like that steve um i just find it very difficult it just goes to show you how having momentum to end the season really plays a factor here and all momentum was lost at the end of that season and that's what's causing this in my opinion and it's going to affect the type of portal players that you're going to probably but, but you you just cut you just cut yourself in the foot you just mm-hmm. got through telling me Momentum at the end of the season's big. What momentum did Deion Sanders have at the end of the season? Well, none. Okay, he had none. That's you see, so you yeah, just he had none. so that's not necessarily an important thing. But maybe he's able to uh, to to uh, sustain that a little bit better than what Billy has. Um, I know that Billy's having trouble with it right now because, I, I, uh, although you disagree, he's playing defense, Steve. And that is a problem at this time of year because you've got to be offensive in that portal because these guys want to find landing spots big. We hosted four guys last weekend and only got one commitment. The advantage of having these guys visit you first is to lock them down. The fact that they weren't able to lock down three of these four guys that visited this past weekend is also a red flag for me, Steve. So we'll see. I'm hoping for the best. I don't have a lot of... Uh, positive though okay appreciate you tony thank you for your call see i I, i'm a it changes every day when the portal closes then we see who's done what i get it every day something changes where either you're euphoric because you get a dude or you're in the jar because you lose somebody but it's not being judged on today. And I think that's forgotten sometimes. John, hello. Hey, Steve. I uh, just wanted to see what your thought was about uh, Graham Mertz as a Heisman candidate next year. I know it's it's fairly early, but, uh, you know, he had a <clears> – <throat> his season this year was very similar, kind of similar to what uh, Joe Burrow had in 2018. Now, you know, I'm not saying Graham Mertz is 
is Joe Burrow or anything like that. But uh, it makes you wonder, could he have a a breakout next year to put him in the in the Heisman category? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of factors have to go into that. Um, you don't have to uh, play for a national championship, as we saw with Jaden Daniels, but you're not going to win a Heisman on a 6-6 six and six team. You're not. Mm-hmm. I don't care what his number, unless his numbers just dwarf everybody else, which I don't think they would, if you're 6-6 six and six especially. No, but I I do think Florida will be better next year for sure. I, I you know a lot of people don't seem to have a lot of hope, but I, I think Billy Napier's doing some good stuff, and it's it's looking up for next year. Yeah, but do you, and again, I I think people forget this. Um, he threw for five thousand yards, did he not? He did. And I, I don't think Graham Mertz is going to get anywhere near that. Well, that's what I'm because when you say you you start comparing him to Joe Burrow, I don't I don't see that. He well, he, he does great in completion percentage. He had a nice year, but you know in that five thousand and something yard season, he had a ton of explosive plays. Can Florida manage that? If they can. Well, his numbers will certainly rise, but we will see. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Appreciate your call. Thank you. 115 Time Check brought to you by Hayes. Chilly D, you're up next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency wants to wish you and your family the happiest of holidays and also a prosperous and happy new year. They appreciate your business and they will hope to have your business in the future as they embark on another year in business in 2024. Remember, the Cousins family has owned and operated that business for over 40 years here in Gainesville, providing our community and others with the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Great selection, great variety, because they know that your hard-earned dollar is out there and they want to give you the best selection possible. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles that way as well. You know what to do when you see them in person. Tell them, Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now and make 2024 the year you are back to living a normal life again. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can give you your life back. They're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients around the country, people who had knee and back pain, shoulder pain, who were able to get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds as well. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages 
352-400-4550. Well, I started using it about four or five months ago, and two or three months into it, I just kind of noticed one day I saw all of this extra hair growth around my widow's peak. That hair growth is probably about five inches all in that area that used to have absolutely no hair at all. I don't think I'll ever stop using it. Fantastic results, Marcy. Harem can absolutely regrow your hair by nourishing the scalp and repairing dormant and damaged hair follicles. Made for men and women and all hair types, Harem with 17 botanical plant actives has proven safe and effective in generating new hair growth whether it's a receding hairline, the crown of the head, or thinning hair. For a natural solution to regrow thicker, healthier hair, go to greatlifenow.com and see how you can get a free bottle of harem today. That's greatlifenow.com. Greatlifenow.com. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Elvis's first number one record in seven years was that one, Suspicious Minds, in 1969. Welcome back to Sports Scene. D is with us. Hi, D. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Uh, let me ask, answer your question here. Uh, you know, I'm 60-40 out, uh, out on Napier, Steve, because, you know, only 40, 40% I think is because of recruiting. Um, he, he's, he's, he's turned that recruiting uh, room around. We know he can do that. But the other thing, Steve, I just in two years you ought to be able to see a difference in coaching on game days, and I, I just don't see it. Uh, the, the game day operation, sideline operation, was a total disaster this year, Steve. Uh, you know, he doesn't win rivalry games. He's one in seven in rivalry games. Uh, the middle eight, uh, you know, the end of first halves, the beginning of the second half, he's not very good at that. Uh, the Gators don't play disciplined football, good situational football. They don't do that. Uh, special teams, I've been harping, I harped on that all summer long. Uh, we, we still don't have a special teams coach. There still hasn't been any answers for that. Uh, you got two offensive line coaches, Steve. The offensive line didn't get better this year, and they can't shake anything on the trail. So, I mean, w- w- what are we doing here? I mean, I-, I look at, you know, the Tennessee Titans, Steve. Uh, last week, the, the special teams, um, the-, the guy got his, his leg broken because the- the- they let a uh, guy in between, you know, block the kick. And I think they had a field goal block that was returned. And guess what, Steve? The special teams coach was replaced the next week. So there's an account- accountability factor. And, you know, I, I just don't see I don't see the moves. I know he made two coaching moves, but I just I need more moves on the staff. And in the portal, man, I know you keep saying, well, we'll see at the end. But, you know, I look at Kentucky. They just got another running back. Right. They got a quarterback. They got a receiver. They're attacking this thing with a lot of urgency, and I just, I just don't see that with Napier right now. See, here's the thing that I and I could be dead in the water here. I could be wrong. I think what happens is, I mentioned about Kentucky getting the guy from Ohio State, and they got a good quarterback in the portal. Now, 
Devin Leary last year was supposed to be a really good get. He didn't pan out, but that happens. So I think what happens is when you see that, a fan thinks, man, they're, they're getting it. They're going after it, and Florida's sitting on their rear and doing nothing. I doubt that. I doubt that. If that is the case, there's trouble. But just because you don't land somebody today, two things. A, doesn't mean you're not trying, just as hard as Kentucky is. Or B, that in the end, you won't get some big fish, and then nobody will care when you got them. But, I, but where it is right now, I get it. Right, Steve. He's, he's playing the perception game. The, the perception of Billy Napier is he's, he's on the hot seat uh, going into next year, and he better win. If he gets off to a slow start, the noise is just going to get louder and louder, and we know what, what happens with that. So, uh, you know, like I said, he's fighting a perception game, and if he, if he doesn't show results quickly in the offseason – Right now, then, there's not going to be a lot of optimism in the summer and going into the season. That's just the way I see it. Okay. Appreciate you, D. Thank you. Um, Daniel, who's next here? Is it uh, John or David? John? Okay. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, Steve. This is John. Uh, You know, I see in the the media today where uh, uh, Max Brown is going into the transfer quarter this year. a good, tough, strong quarterback to take a lot of punishment like Graham Mertz is leaving on a transfer quarter. I think I saw the other day where ETN, if I'm not mistaken, is leaving on a transfer quarter. This is not a good sign for a coach trying to hold a seat, I wouldn't think. It'd be like Urban Meyer losing key players on his team when he's coaching here. What do you think about that? Is, is this a bad sign for Billy Napier? Well, when you lose an ETN or you Mon Mielin, you know, that's not good. But Max Brown was not going to start here, period. And he went to Charlotte. Yeah. It isn't like he went to Notre Dame. And that's not a knock on the kid, but that's about, you know, where his level is. So, you know, I wouldn't get too excited about Max Brown leaving the program. He's a good backup, I'll tell you that. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. David, Hello. Hey, Steve, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, question for you. Do you see any situation, because we have uh, early signing day coming up. Is that the 20th? Is that when it is? 20th? I think so, yeah. Of, uh, of this yeah. month, yep. Uh, so, yeah, so between early signing day and the portal closing, which is like, January 2nd, January, I think, yeah. 4th. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so after January 2nd, we will know – where we stand as far as, for the most part, for the most this part, this recruiting class is going to look like, yeah, but what Billy's brought in. Do you see any situation now that, yeah, because you mentioned DJ Lagway, you know, and I throw a hypothetical there, but I'm, do you see any situation where things go so bad between recruiting and portal between now and January 4th that uh, Billy doesn't get a third year? No. No, okay. I, I look. I I don't know this. Scott Strickland's going to be here uh, January fourth when we get back. Um, and again, we'll figure out at that point, you know, what's going to happen. But I just don't. I think if you were going to make a move, you would have made it because again, if you're going to wait that long, who are you going to hire? Who are you going to get? Yeah. Right? 
I mean, not that somebody yep. wouldn't, but it's not it's not ideal. I mean, think about it, David. How many coaches do you see get let go in January? Yeah, very few. Yeah, none few, that I can think of. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess my thought process is okay. I'm just putting myself in Scott Strickland's uh, seat and say, okay, to me, for Billy to of turning this around next year to you know uh, you know reasonable season for him to keep his job, he would do a certain amount in the portal and in recruiting. And let's say DJ Lagway ends up and M in the class part, we end up with a, a top uh, twenty, you know, recruiting class, and and nothing really uh, of any significant done in the portal to address offensive defense, and it's not going to look good going into next year. Of course not. What you just painted, no one would want. Yeah. All right. Thank you, David. Appreciate your call. Uh, Greg, quickly. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve, real quick. Then the NCAA, along with its rules and regulations, is presently being defanged by this NIL rule. I mean, wasn't it the NIL was originally to get players like Tebow's 15 jersey to get him some money? I mean, that was originally what it was. And so I know you're under the, the yeah, clock here. Yeah, you're so right. You're my, right. My question is, with the addition of the NIL, the former regulations, the NCAA, uh, mandatorily sitting out for a year, Steve. Don't you think if across the board every school signed off on it, you mandatorily had to sit out a year if you transferred, unless you were a graduate transfer, that being the sole exception and perhaps a medical exception. But every person has to sit out a year if you have, like your freshman, sophomore, and you transfer. Do you think, and I'll listen off air, that that would help in this NIL chaos and go Gators? Okay, thank you. Uh, one word answer, no. I do not. Um because, again, that's the way it, they, they've eased the rules for transferring. As in response to lawsuits, things like that, right? So that's not going to change. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Hillary, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them, too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. 
Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell to tell you about the best financial institution for Florida health care workers and their families to save money now and in the future. That place, the place I've done my banking for over 30 years, FICARE Federal Credit Union. Start a new money 12-month CD with a 5.35% annual percentage yield with a $10,000 minimum deposit. Or start a checking account that pays 5% annual percentage yield. And you can get You Choose rewards for both debit card and low fixed rate platinum visa cards. That's all from FICARE Federal Credit Union online. Line at FICAREFCU.org. If you don't have insurance through your job, you can still get quality health coverage through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter and find a plan that's right for you. There's no obligation and the help is always free. It's easy. Just visit CoveringFlorida.org. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. Visit CoveringFlorida.org. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here for my friends at Quality Plumbing, helping to wish you a joyous Christmas season. And with a new year almost here, we hope you and your family have a lot to celebrate. The Quality Plumbing family is looking forward to celebrating 40 years in business in 2024, four decades serving the Gator Nation with reliable, friendly, and expert service. Take it from me and trust the pros at Quality Plumbing. For 40 years, their name really does say it all. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, a mixture of sun and clouds, highs in the mid-60s with the northeast breeze developing and gusting to about 15 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, lows chilly, not as cold though as this morning. We'll get to the low 50s and upper 40s. Tomorrow afternoon, mostly cloudy skies, gusty with winds to about 20 miles an hour, highs near 70. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The Gators are here. Driving kick in the corner. Three. Richard. Good, good, good. Got it to beat the buzzer. Sinks, catches, pump fake, shoots, banked it in and one. This is Gator Country. Goes out wing left. Google for three from the sideline. Good. Deep three is splashed home. This is Florida basketball. Chop this one up for the Gators. On the Gators Sports Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Daniel says, he's from Georgia, uh, he says, D, thanks for speaking for me. You're right. I'm with you. 40-60. Tim says, Colorado just received a five-star offensive lineman, high-four-star high receiver. Nebraska's flipped a five-star quarterback from Georgia. You've already mentioned some Kentucky success in recruiting. I thought the narrative last week was these kids want to go to winning programs. Some do. Most do, I think. But also, money talks. And a place to play as well. If I'm good enough to play, but I can't play for a Georgia or a uh, Alabama, then I'm going to go to a Nebraska where the selling point is, A, you're going to help rebuild the program, and B, you'll be the starter. And then we don't know what money is in there either. He said, Napier's two-minute offense takes about five minutes 
We just seem slow to the table on everything baffling. Michelle, hello. Yeah, so Steve, I have a question first. For the portal, everything has to be done by January 4th. Like, everybody that's in the portal has to be signed, all of that good stuff. January 2nd is when it closes. January 2nd. Now, I do think, I think I'm right in this. If you're okay. in the uh, one of the championship games, uh-huh. uh, you get a little extra time because you're okay. playing then. I think there's an extra four or five days. Somebody can fact check me, but I think I'm right in that. Okay. So then after that, if you don't get picked up in the portal, you no coach can still sign you after that? I believe that's – well, I don't know. Um, that's, okay. when the, that's when the portal – the transfer period is then, so I don't think you can do that because that's when the okay. transfer period for the fall semester is. And, okay, all right, cool. Just want a question on that. And then I just want to comment because I just think sometimes fans get so hyped about commits. I've long stopped getting excited about commits other than, you know, like, oh, that'll be a good one because until they sign that letter of intent, it really doesn't mean anything, which is why we have the people flipping here and flipping there and and all. And we just we put so much energy in that until you forget that on either side. I mean, I have a cousin that thought he was going someplace to play. The school kind of had backed off their commitment to him, so he's going looking other places. So I think we have to sometimes realize until they actually sign the letter, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. And then my final comment, and I'll just get off the phone, is on DJ. I hope he comes, but he's not the be-all, end-all. I mean, he hasn't played a single down in college football. We don't know for sure how he will translate when he comes in. I'm not taking nothing away from him. He may come in and be the be-all, end-all, you know, a great player. But we're just acting like Gator football will cease to exist if by chance we lose this commit because, hello, that's what kids do, as we have seen. And so just pull back a little bit, fans, on that. There still will be other quarterbacks. There still will be other players. We're going to play football next season. But we're acting like this is the savior of Gator football, and we haven't even seen him play. We don't know how his skill and talent set will translate when it comes to college football because we've seen them come in and they go bust. We've seen them move from college to NFL and they go bust because it doesn't translate. So I think fans need to just pull up just a little bit. All right, Michelle, Um, thank you. All right. Thank you for your call. Problem, I don't disagree with any of that because there's no guarantee of anything. But when you've invested all the time, all the effort, all the money – into a five-star player and you've had him for X amount of time and all of a sudden he flips, that doesn't look good. You're right, Michelle. He, He could come here and not do anything. But it's the perception. It's where Florida is right now, the least little setback causes agony on the perception meter. It goes way the hell up. When something like that happens, JD, hello. Hey, Steve. I, I don't know whether uh, to to uh, carry along here on your conversation. I don't know if you've noticed there was an article today. There's a um, a Alabama 
young man down in the Tampa area is committed to Alabama defensive back, and Florida is pushing hard for him. And he made the comment. Uh, I guess the the, uh, the thrust of the, uh, of the of the article was that he was choosing between the stability uh, of Alabama and and the p- potential or the promise of Florida. Mm-hmm. And he made the he made the comment that you know Saban's going nowhere, Alabama's stable. You know, it's a, it's a known quantity. And this is an 18 year old, 17, 18 year old. And he said, you know, Florida seems to change coaches every two years. Um, and he was talking about the stability or lack of at, at Florida. You had a call the other day, uh, guys said we were kind of like a dead man walking. And I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, Chuck Oliver, uh, if you listen to him, if you ever listen to him, you're probably gone by the end, but, uh, I don't know. Several months ago, he was talking to one of the Florida writers, beat writers, and he was asking about Lagway. And the guy said, "Yeah, no, he's solid, you know, blah 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 blah." And uh, and Oliver's comment was, uh, "Well, yeah, but you know." So anyway, the perception. What does all that mean? Where is this all going, JD? It, it, it's talking about with the perception. Okay, we're 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 in a we're in the. The backside of the power curve, Steve, where we if we keep, we change coaches. We've got the perception we change coaches every two years, and then on the other end of the spectrum is uh, we're we're going into tanks. And uh, you know, <laughs> it may be both of those things. I, I mean, we are in the worst in in my mind. You just the consternation among the fans. We are about as low as it can possibly be. If you lose if you lose Lagway. Where where is the quarterback room? I don't even do, is there. A, I mean, you, you got our guy, and then who? I mean, there's nobody in that room. So well, yeah, there should be a lot of consternation. So, anyways, but it's guys. not because uh, it, it's because it's not because you're losing a guy. It's because you're losing a five star. It's because you're losing a guy who's been in the Florida fold forever. And to be plucked away at the last minute, if that were to happen, then yeah, I mean that's because again he hadn't played it down here, right? But right. again, he's been here for so long; it would be like another setback. You know what else is going to go wrong? Type of deal. I agree with that. Yeah, and Steve, again, look at that quarterback room. I mean, you know, you thought, okay, uh, we got our guy, and he's going to mentor this uh, the young man, and uh, you know, then he'll take over the following year. There's nobody, you know, and, and, and the perception is that we're so slow. We're so slow in the transfer portal. And I don't know, perception may be reality because we seem to be pretty dang slow. So, anyway, I, I, I'm hoping for brighter days, Steve. It's hard to see them right now, but thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you, J.D. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's see here. A couple of emails from Mike DeRocco joins us. Uh, Art says, uh, the last real championship-caliber team was the 2012 season leading up to the turnover debacle in Jacksonville. Congrats to Tim Walton for being in the hall, going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, may I ask, what does the caller Tony do for a living? Sounds like he's an outer space or a wind tunnel every time he calls on his phone. Um, BB says, surprised the Cowboys had such an easy time over the Eagles. The Eagles have had a brutal stretch. Uh, they, the Cowboys caught them at a really good time. Do you think a Snoop Dogg might say Philadelphia is uh, fedizzled? No, 
I don't. Uh, I lament that sports starting to veer a bit towards streaming services. You must pay an additional amount. Top college basketball game on Saturday is available only on Peacock, not NBC. Do you think college football will trend that way? Yes, I do. Um, okay, we'll get uh, CJ quickly. CJ, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, yeah, real quick, I uh, just wanted to make a comment. I don't um, know if you saw it yesterday. Um, one of um, I'm sure your good friends and a guy that I've always loved listening to for a generation, Pat Dooley, he made a comment um, yesterday on his uh, on his back nine where he talked about next year that Florida needed to be in the mix for the playoff given that, you know, it's a 12-team playoff. Um, and uh, he didn't really go on beyond that. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, well, yes, there are, you know, it, it's very possible that one or even two, three lost teams could be in the playoff, but I don't think you're going to have a four-loss team that would be in there. Do you see a scenario where with next year with Billy, I mean, he's got to do something eight or north of eight in terms of wins to be able to continue to stay? I'll stop and uh, let you um, give your comments on that, and thank you. I enjoy your show a Appreciate lot. Appreciate it, CJ. Thank you for uh, listening in. Um, I want to see the schedule when it's released tomorrow, home, away, you know, who does all that? How, what does the schedule look like? Okay. Um, I don't define what in the mix is. Are you in, I mean, you're in, you could be in the mix until week six, right? You might be ranked in week six, but look what happened to the tail end of the season this year, right? So then you're not in the mix. So what exactly does that mean? I don't know that there's a win number involved in that, but certainly the eye test has to be passed, and you have to win. You've got to win seven or eight, You, you I think. You just do. 143 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Mike DiRocco will join us to talk about the Jags. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Make your money go farther this holiday at International Diamond Center. Hey, it's Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators. This Christmas, IDC has the price relief you deserve and 0% interest financing for 48 months, four whole years. That's right. Now through December 12th, you can spread your payments over four years with zero finance charges. How about a $4,000 pair of diamond stud earrings for just $84 a month? You can even finance the sales tax. Also, take advantage of lower prices on thousands Thousands of exquisite pieces of jewelry. How about a $6,000 diamond eternity band or pendant and pay just $125 a month? Zero interest. Ask about special offers on luxury pre-owned Rolex watches too. Make it a Christmas to remember with something special, something timeless, and something meaningful. Get fantastic savings and four years zero interest financing now through December 12th. International Diamond Center. Get more info now at shopidc.com on approved credit. 
Guys, are you tired of being tired, frustrated because it seems impossible to lose belly fat? If you're looking for a solution, then listen to Mark. I had fantastic results with the Andro 400 Max. Probably lost 35 pounds, and more impressive than that was the inches I lost off of my belly and my waist. And the increased energy is, is fantastic. I'll be totally honest, I tried a different product, and I wasn't happy with the different product. You guys are considerably cheaper than the other brand, and I can really feel the difference. Andro 400 Max, the extra strength, all-natural testosterone booster. The safe, easy, and affordable way to gain energy and lose stubborn belly fat. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Feel and look like a new man. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Going to end the day today talking a little national football league. My bud Mike DeRocco covers the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com. He has been kind enough to talk to us today. DeRock, always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, look, the Jags lead the South. It's only a game. Uh, but quizzically, three and four at home. Uh, as you assess this team 13 games in, what do you see? Uh, I see a team that is having troubles on both sides of the offensive line. And, you know, we always talk about it's important to have the quarterback and the head coach and you need, you know, big-time playmakers on your team. But if you look at the teams in the league that are consistently pretty good and you look at the best teams in the league, uh, the one thing that you have in common is they're really good across both sides of the line of scrimmage. And the Jaguars are struggling to run block. Uh, that there's no confidence uh, among the play callers that they can even get short yardage plays done. Uh, you know, there's a play in, in the game the other day where it's third and less than a yard, and instead of turning around and handing the ball to Travis Etienne or Dearness Johnson or Tank Bigsby, they line up in shotgun, spread the formation out, and Trevor tries to throw a deep pass because there was a zero blitz coming and, you know, the ball gets intercepted way down the field. But there was no confidence that they were able to, would be able to get that less than one yard. So when you have an offensive line that doesn't run block very well and ranks 29th, 30th in pass block efficiency, uh, you end up with with what you've got right here is is a team that has a hard time moving the ball and and is not, uh, not able to really get anything done. You know, when we talked at the start of the year, D-Rock, did you see this coming? Did you see issues here when the season began? Uh, You know, the offensive line wasn't great last year, 
And, uh, you know, but I thought they would be better because Brandon Sheriff, the right guard, was going to be healthy. Um, there was concern about, you know, the right tackle being a rookie, Anton Harrison. But with between, you know, Walker Little and, and Cam Robinson at left tackle, you know, kind of thought it was going to be okay there. But they, they have not played very well overall. And the center has been a problem, Luke Fortner. They, he was a rookie last year, and they said, you know, his biggest priority in the offseason was come back bigger, stronger, and he's just not. Uh, he's, he's not gotten a bit stronger and if you watch the games, I mean, he is pushed back into the backfield on an alarming rate. So um, it's pretty funny because we all talked about, I mean, those of us covering the team talked about the lack of a of pass rush being the bigger issue and the defensive line being uh, iffy, which it has been. Um, but it became pretty clear, I think, that the offensive line was going to determine whether this team was going to be able to do much. And, and if they don't play better, then there's really no chance of this team doing anything significant in the playoffs. Tough game, although it's home. Jags haven't been good at home. Baltimore comes to town uh, for Sunday night. Do you think the Jags still win the division? Yeah, I do, because after Baltimore, their schedule is significantly easier. It's Tampa Bay, it is um, the Carolina Panthers, and then it is the Tennessee Titans, although the Titans looked good last night. but. Yeah. The thing of it is, Steve, is, you know, it's such a week-to-week thing in the NFL. I mean, there was a time where we thought San Francisco was unbeatable, and then they lose three in a row, and now they look unbeatable again. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, a month ago we thought Philly was the best team in the league, and, you know, they just got their rear ends handed to them the other night by the Cowboys. So, you know, a lot of it is matchup dependent, you know what I mean? So... If the Jags' offensive line has a matchup that they may be able to, you know, have an advantage in, then maybe they can run the ball there. But, you know, the other issue on this team, too, is, is they'll, they're banged up. You know, they, they will miss Christian Kirk, who's out for at least three more games with a, a groin injury. Uh, both running backs are banged up. The right, ta- right guard, Brandon Sheriff, is playing hurt again. Um, they've got some key guys missing on defense, including a starting corner, maybe a starting safety so, you know, it's a war of attrition in this league, too, and, and that's why depth is so important, and the Jags still aren't where they need to be there. So, But I still think they win the division. Um, you know, they have the tie break on Indianapolis. It, it's Houston that you have to wonder about or worry about. But now, you know, C.J. Stroud's in Ooh. the concussion protocol. Yeah. They're top two. One of their top, or their top receivers out, and who knows what Nico Collins is dealing with and how long he may be out. So, you know, if they can put some – Space between them and the ne- and the Texans in the next two weeks, then that would be definitely a good thing. But you know, my friend, if if you're Roger Goodell, aren't you loving life with all the parity in the league? Oh, absolutely. The last thing you want is is you want what New England did for all those years and and pretty much run the table in the division every year, and you knew that they were going to be a one or a two seed, and and you know you don't have that this year, even in, in either conference, because as bad as the Eagles looked the other night, they're still not completely out of that division by any stretch of the imagination or out of contention for the number one spot. And then we saw last week or this past week and Miami goes down and Baltimore has to win at home in an overtime game on a punt return and Kansas city goes down at home. So it's uh, you're Roger Goodell. I think I saw something today. There might be 15 of the league's teams, are still alive yeah. 
uh, in the playoff race at this point. And Carolina, I think, and New England are the only ones that haven't been eliminated or that have been eliminated at this point. And we've got, what, a month left? Yeah. Um, so this is if you're Roger Goodell, yeah, you're happy as heck that this is what you got. Last question. It's amazing to me what the quarterback position is in the National Football League. Here's Joe Flacco, who was lounging someplace, comes and throws for over 300 and, and helps Cleveland get a big win. Denver on the scrap heap is now a game behind Kansas City. It's been a pretty amazing year when it comes to stuff like that where un- unlikely heroes and teams left for dead all of a sudden are back in it. Yeah, and it, you know Buffalo has is, is made that push with Josh Allen and, you know, Cincinnati with Jake Browning, yes. a guy who no one ever heard of like three weeks ago, uh, has won two in a row uh, two with him, two starts in a row, and, and he's played really, really well both times. They're back in it. Heck, the Colts and, and, and uh, you know, are, are still in it with Gardner Minshew. Yep. Uh, you know, everyone thought when Anthony Richardson went down that Minshew was just going to be a guy that, you know, maybe they can get to six wins, but they're right back in this thing too. It's it is a little – and here's the funny thing to me, too. Like, we're talking – you know, the MVP talk is heating up. And everyone's talking Dak. And everyone's talking about Brock Purdy and maybe Tyreek Hill. And the guy we're not mentioning is probably the best quarterback in the league. And that's Patrick Mahomes. But he's not even in the MVP talk because things have gone so crazy uh, for that team this year. So, it, uh, it's going to be fun, a uh, fun last month, man. You better not blink because you'll miss some seating <laughs> switch and some teams falling all over the place. Yeah, I couldn't wait to ask you this to end here. Chicago Bears, now they got a big win against Detroit the other day, but Jim Harbaugh, that his, his thing is out there. Do you think, and he's flirted with the NFL the last couple of years, do you think, especially if they win the whole thing, he goes back to the NFL? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I think the NIL and the transfer portal are going to start chasing a lot of guys um, out of the co- coaching college football. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he were interested in jumping, especially if they win the whole thing. Um, but, you know, isn't Michigan, I, I think I read a story somewhere, Michigan's working on an extension for yeah, him oh, where big time he would have money. to sign yes. a, written, a written agreement that he would not, you know, even – express any interest or listen to any NFL team. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell you, I, I've talked to several coaches um, that are no longer in the college game and, you know, they keep, they say the same thing. They say it, the NIL and the money and, um, you know, paying recruits just to keep them committed and all of that stuff. Plus the transfer portal, they said they, they, it's too much of a headache for them. They'd never go back. Um, you know, and, and if Harbaugh gets to that point, then, yeah, that's an easy jump for him because there is not an NFL team that wouldn't take him. Um, he's already won at this level. Um, you know, he knows the game, played the quarterback in the league. So, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if he ends up in the NFL, if, especially if Michigan wins it. Thank you for your time, as always. Hope you have a great holiday. Appreciate our friendship, and we'll see what the Jags do going forward here. Thanks, D-Rock. Thank you, guys. You guys have a happy holidays, too. Okay. Mike DiRocco covering the Jags, ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com. Andrew says, does Napier prefer a running quarterback? Well, he had one. He had a dual-threat guy at Louisiana, that little lefty he had. 
Is Merch the wrong fit? No. I mean, look, they went after him in the portal. So obviously they thought he was a good fit. If they if they wanted a dual threat guy. Now, look what Lagway is. See, you that's what I think people don't understand. That sometimes you have system quarterbacks. This is what we run. We're going to recruit to what our system is. Nothing wrong with that. But at least in the short term, you get a you get a guy like Mertz, and he's not going to be a great runner. Let's just face it; it's not what his deal is. But a guy like Lagway, I think you change the the comparisons been made Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, where you insert Lagway as a freshman, give him a package of plays, change things up, which could certainly happen. I don't I don't I think that is definitely uh, within the realm of possibility, assuming. All goes well with him coming here. And I and if you heard what Mike DiRocco just said to you, because I've done the same thing. I've talked to coaches who are really reluctant to get back into the college game because of what it entails now. It's look, I'm sure I know there are really rewarding things about coaching now especially if you're winning. That, that, that's rewarded in and of itself, right? But, man, there's a lot of stuff. You, you have to re- be responsible for so much more now than what you did five years ago. And it's tough. It's taxing. It's not easy. Our thanks to Mike DiRocco. Our thanks to Dan Mullen today. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus. Later in the week, Trevor Sikkim is going to talk more NFL from Pro Football Focus. Hoping Coach Spurrier is going to come on board later in the week, too. Um, and we hope you will join us for shows tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. And then we're out of here for a little break over the holiday. Thanks to Daniel for producing today. As always, we thank you for participating and calling. Really good show today. Good participation. I love it. Let's do the same thing tomorrow. Love talking sports with you. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WYUF, I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. RUF Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.